0: That's a terrible call. That is a terrible call. Brown in the steal. Jalen. Happy candles out. Get the head to Tatum. Tatum the bounce. Come on, Reds. Get with the game here. Oh, uh, uh, Harry. Kevin McHale is my hero. But th- those Isaiah seasons were so special.
1: I'm gonna go with Isaiah. Oof! I knew this was a trap question off the bat. It is neither of those. It is Daniel Tice, though he's oh, only been with the Celtics you. for. He's only been with the Celtics for a few uh, years—a very brief time. He's solidified his spot in the roster, boasting the franchise-leading offensive rating of, of 125.6, which is an impressive stat considering even it's a small sample size. Question. All right. two.
2: <laughs> this is going to be how it goes, huh? <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> While the Celtics' next deal in 2013 is brutally lopsided in hindsight, it was preceded by an equally awful trade that landed Gerald Wallace with New Jersey, now Brooklyn. The Blazers shipped out Wallace for Memo Oka, Sean and Williams, and the Nets' 2012 first-round pick, which was top-three protected. The Nets finished the season in an abysmal 22-44, and, and the pick conveyed who did the Blazers select with that pick. A Myers Leonard B Damian Lillard C Will Barton or D Tyshawn Taylor Damian Lillard Yeah that feels that feels like a real
0: stomp on the on the Nets uh I I don't even know if that's the right answer. I want it to be the answer, so I, I will also say that.
2: The answer is Damian Lillard. The Nets pick ended up conveying at six overall despite their acquisition of Wallace. Wow. And the Blazers selected Damian Lillard out of Weber State. Lillard drastically changed Portland's trajectory, becoming the face of the franchise, winning Rookie of the Year runners, and making five All Star games before the age of 30.
0: How did Billy King even have a job to make that trade with the Celtics?
1: <laughs> only two years later, which is kind of crazy. But, uh
0: wow.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, so, question three. Uh, first introduced in 1985, the NBA three point contest has become a mainstay of the NBA All Star weekend. Who won its inaugural competition? A. Dale Ellis. B. Craig Hodges. C. Larry Bird. Or D. Leon Wood? Larry Bird. It was Larry Bird. And that is correct, he won first gentlemen. Two, right? He, he won the first three. three yeah. uh, Larry Bird won the very first three-point contest, taking home the title two more times in his career for three consecutive championships. He holds three of the total four contest wins in Celtics franchise history, with Paul Pierce winning the contest during the 2009-2010 season.
2: And in addition to winning those three shooting contest titles, Bird won them all consecutive... Oh, you just said that. Tim, we like <laughs> that for a reason. He's the most wins all time for the competition with another player who has won three titles consecutively as well. Who is that player? A, Peja Stojakovic, B, Jeff Hornacek, C, Mark Prince, or D, Craig Hodges? Craig Hodges. It's Hodges,
0: Hodges, and I think he won the last one without even being on an NBA team. Yeah, he wasn't
2: (laughs) on a team. You're both right. Hodges also come from... Competed in the inaugural competition versus Bird and won his title titles consecutively from '89 to '92 while playing for the Bulls. He also holds the record for most shots made in one round with 21 out of 25, and the most consecutive mate, 19. So, okay. what's that? Four apiece, six
1: apiece. Uh, we're going on to question. Five Five right now. So it's six apiece right now going into the fifth. What we're doing now is we're giving score totals for every five questions just so people can keep track as we go along. No, all good. (laughs) Um, So question five, one more three-point-related contest question, I promise. (laughs) I'll change the subject, I swear. So who is the youngest player to ever win the three-point contest? Is it A, Devin Booker, B, Kyrie Irving, C, Ray Allen, or D, Steve Kerr? Kevin Booker.
0: I'm going to say Kerr just so I'm not copying Kevin the whole time, even mm. though Kevin's probably right.
3: Kevin, man. You
0: are
1: both, <laughs> you're both <Sorry>. wrong. Ah. <laughs> Answer is B, Kyrie Irving. Former oh. Celtics guard Kyrie Irving won the three-point competition at age 20 in his sophomore season. In his rookie season, uh, Irving took home Rookie of the Year honors as well as an NBA All-Rookie First Team nod. What does that guy do? Right, is he still football football? Basketball? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what he's doing.
2: I just like no, moved to New York or something. And... Yeah. <laughs> the, NBA ah. slam... <laughs> the NBA slam dunk contest is one of the most electric and over the top moments of every all star game and has led to some seriously iconic moments in league history. Which player has the most all time dunk contest wins? A. Nate Robinson. D Vince Carter. C, Michael Jordan. Or D, Jason Richardson. I would say Jordan. Yeah, I'm going to say Jordan too. The answer is A, Nate Robinson. Uh, you wouldn't have thought so looking at those him. Those were illegitimate. <laughs> he had some serious... In any dunk ups.
0: contest you have to take like 10 attempts to fi- to finish your dunk, you didn't win.
1: <laughs>
3: Even if you are five foot nine,
1: He was yeah. small. No. Tim... question seven Uh, sometimes (laughs) (laughs) question seven sometimes during games players get heated and frustrations boil over leading to technical fouls and ejections but after a little while certain players start to run out of excuses which player is the all-time leader in technical fouls is it a DeMarcus Cousins b Rasheed Wallace c Dennis Rodman or d Carl Malone I'm gonna go with Carl Malone It is, in fact, Carl Malone. Get out of here! (laughs) (laughs) Carl Malone votes on an absurd 332 technical fouls over the course of his lengthy career. Um, Trailed closely by Charles Barkley with 329 techs. Uh, We most likely won't see any modern player come close to this due to the rule limit established in 2001.
0: That's because of Rasheed Wallace! It's the Rasheed Wallace rule! Here's another Celtics-related question after the first one
2: tripped you up earlier. Who is the Celtics franchise leader in offensive box plus minus, usage percentage, and points per game? That's Paul Pierce, Isaiah Thomas. In, I'm sorry. What, what, what were the, yeah, the what categories? Were the three categories. Offensive bucks plus minus, usage percentage, and points per game. Paul Pierce, Isaiah Thomas, John Havlicek, or Larry Bird.
0: Isaiah. Yeah, in points by points per game, he's only had a couple of years, so his number's probably pretty high. I'll, I'll say Isaiah, too.
2: You're both correct. During his record settings 2016-2017 to 2017 season, Isaiah Thomas vaulted himself into Celtic's franchise history-, history. History? History. Most notably, becoming the franchise leader in points per game. That's Narrowed the British
0: history- way of saying it. History-
2: history- <laughs> I mean, that's a good save. Narrowly edging at Larry Legend, 24.7
1: to 24.3. Very close. (laughs) Uh, Question nine. (laughs) Uh, In their debut in 1984, uh, Michael Jordan's iconic Air Jordan 1s turned heads, including that of league management. Unfortunately, it was for all the wrong reasons, and Jordan was fined $5,000. Why? Was it A, because the shoes were made of banned materials, B, Nike was not the league's approved clothing sponsor, C, it violated league uniform rules, or D, they were distracting for photographers.
0: C. They're black and red. They needed to have white in them, so it's
1: C. Yeah, they either
3: needed to be solid white or solid black.
1: Yeah, yeah. up until MJ's, it is C. Um, up until MJ's iconic brand, players were forbidden to wear shoes that, had, that did not only match their uniforms, but matched that of their teammates. The rule was lifted in the early 2000s, leading to a wide variety of different shoes being made and worn by NBA stars.
2: Question ten: Although Taco Fall's height is absurd at seven foot five, he's not the tallest player in NBA history. Who is? A. Yao Ming, B. Manute Bot, C. George Merson, or D. Mark Eaton? George Merson.
0: Yeah, Merson.
2: Both right at seven feet. Seven feet, 7.5 inches. He's the tallest player to ever play in the NBA from 91 to 2001. Drafted by Washington with the 30th pick in 1993. You sure? How can that beat him? You, you get that stat. That, that, that's not right to me. What do you mean? He played from 91 to 2001, but was drafted in 93. oh
1: <laughs> he well, <I> played internationally.
2: <laughs> ah, there we go. I, I just wanted to put you on the spot.
1: <laughs> What's the uh, point score? So, right now, uh, John is narrowly trailing Keith uh, 14 to 12. Ooh, That's Taiwan. very close.
2: It's going to be a run for the money. Question 11
1: Being the traveling team is never easy. The hostility and travel can really put you up against it. But what team holds the worst road record? Is it A, the New York Knicks, B, the Baltimore Bullets? C, the Detroit Pistons, or D, the Syracuse Nationals?
2: All time or single season? Single season. Single. No, all time. Wait, yeah. Um, no, single season. The worst road record in a single season.
0: Worst? Yeah, it has to be a single season because the Nationals don't exist. Yeah, true. Um,
1: what were the options again, Tim? A, the New York Knicks. B, the Baltimore Bullets. C, the Detroit Pistons, or D, the Syracuse Nationals?
3: I'm going to go with the Bullets.
0: Uh, I'll say the Knicks.
1: It is, in fact, the Baltimore Bullets. During the (laughs) 1953-54 season, the Baltimore Bullets embarked on an 0-20 losing streak while on the road, a streak so bad it hasn't been repeated since. (sighs) I didn't write that
2: one. I promise. No, that was me. I made them a little bit tougher. As basketball fans, we have all seen the occasional blowout where one team is whooping the other so bad that garbage, 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 I can't speak to that. Garbage time comes sooner rather than later. It is, however, very rare that this can happen in a single quarter. What team holds the record for the biggest blowout in a single quarter? Is it A, the Utah Jazz, B, the Boston Celtics, C the LA Lakers or D the Memphis Grizzlies? Like on the positive side? Yeah. So which team blew the other team out of the water in a single quarter? I feel like the Celtics did that recently. Yeah, I, I'm gonna go with the Celtics too. They come close, but the team that still holds the record is the Lakers from '87 '88, where they blew out the Kings 40 to four in a single quarter. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, question 13. Uh, Jalen Green is opting to go from high school to the G League and has opened up some old debates on prospects right out of high school. Before the 2006 rule change, who was the youngest player to ever make the jump from preps to pros? Is it A, Kevin Garnett, B, LeBron James, C, Andrew Bynum, or D, Robert Swift? Bynum. John, your answer?
0: Uh, I'll say KG.
1: It is, in fact, Andrew Bynum. Andrew Bynum was the youngest player to be drafted in the NBA history at 17 years and 249 days old after the LA Lakers selected him as the 10th overall pick in the 2005 draft. He made his debut at 18 years and 6 days old and was also the youngest
2: ever to play in the NBA. Question 14. Making buckets at the charity stripe has always been a huge emphasis on NBA offenses. Who doesn't want to score for some uncontested buckets? There have been some elite free-throw shooters over the years, but who holds the record for having the highest free-throw percentage in a single season? A, Steph Curry, B, Jose Calderon, C, Ray Allen, or D, Paige Doyakovic? Ray. i say Calderon. The answer is Jose Calderon. In 2008-2009, Jose Calderon set the record... (laughs) 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 <laughs> i
3: like to believe you wrote that like two or three hours ago he's had
2: it ready <laughs> set head on a layaway yeah, um, basically you hit 98.5 percent over the course you only missed season. like four the whole season or something right yeah it was ridiculous um i might have a look and see exactly how many you missed but it was crazy <laughs> <laughs> Is that when you walked away from the screen for a moment after the last one?
0: No, I was I was writing it as I was answering the question. Because <laughs> I, knew, I knew I was going to
1: get it. Uh, All funny. right. Question 15. Um, keeping on the theme of records, here's a tough one for you. Um, what player holds the record for the most consecutive double-doubles in one season since the NBA-ABA merger? Is it A, Shaquille O'Neal? B, Kevin Garnett? C. Kevin Love or D. Tim Duncan?
0: Oh, that feels like a Tim Duncan stat, right? But wait,
3: you threw me off the guy I thought it was. You didn't give us a choice, so um... do you want me to read the options again? No, I'm good. I'll say Kevin Love. I'm gonna
0: say Timmy. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Tim Duncan. I'm torn between him and Kevin Love.
1: Uh, it <laughs> is Kevin Love. Kevin Love, during the 2010-2011 season, posted averages of 20.2 points per game in a league-leading 15.2 boards per contest. (laughs) During during this period, the now Cavs star has also set the record for most consecutive double-doubles with 53 straight games. What, what's the score now? Too? Let me go ahead and tally it up. Don't hate me. <laughs> mm. You've got <laughs> mm. <laughs> um,
0: a lot to a little.
3: No, it's not that bad.
0: It was close, but you just whipped off like a ten-zero 0 run. <laughs> It was pretty
1: close to that. Yeah, you had um, a you yeah. had a Boston Celtics second quarter. Yeah,
2: <laughs> it's a uh,
1: Keith, Keith is up with a commanding twenty-two to twelve lead over John going into yep. the bonus. The bonus. So, so this, this is this is where, this we, is where
0: oh, we bet, right? Yep. So this is where I got to go, Dame Little Logo shot. So I'm betting it all.
3: Do I have to bet any? You can choose not to bet.
0: Would you that can mean not would bet. Be but when I get this answer right, I'm going to beat you by two. All right, I'm gonna, so go, I'm gonna
3: do. I'm gonna do one. So John either beats me,
1: yeah, or, so, or I
3: beat him by one.
1: So f- for the bonus, the way we're formatting is, is you can bet two, four, six, eight,
2: or ten. Oh, okay. If we let I like the idea of this for this one time. Okay. All right. For a all a I I can all do all
3: two. Time. It doesn't matter. Well, okay. Let's make it two. So it's actually there's a chance it can swing. So I'll do two. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah. <laughs> write this down. Don't
2: I? Yeah, this one's the written question. During the 1985-86 NBA season, Nike created an extremely rare, custom-made model of the Air Jordan sneaker line. These new sneakers were specifically designed for what purpose?
0: During the 85-86 season, they created
2: a special version. Yeah, an extremely rare, custom-made model. I think it for was, a very specific reason
1: yes and it was a very limited supply that was re- released it's an extremely rare model of the sneaker
2: yeah, <sighs> yeah. <laughs>
1: it's not gonna complete. be it's not gonna be like a one word answer It'd be like a there was one specific reason why they did design the shoes
3: uh, I'm this is a complete guess for me
2: have you both wrote your answers there? no oh, I haven't no. okay 85 86. Okay. All right. And okay, the count
3: of three, one, two, three. Can you read mine? It says All Star Game.
2: And Tim, that's not right, right? Nope. nope. We both have the same answer. <laughs> was the it the playoffs? Because Jordan broke his foot. So the sneakers were built to, with more arch support and included. I know it. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> um, in order to help Jordan play through his injuries sustained in October 1985, the shoes were made in limited supply. They are one of the rarest modular sneakers, with one pair of the kicks selling for fifty-five thousand dollars online recently. To a very lucky bidder, apparently. Man,
3: I didn't. I never would have got that.
2: So the final score is Juan Carraliz zero. <laughs> And Keith had, what, 20? 20. What is it? It was a lot closer than what the scoreline had. I'm so mad at that because we were just watching the 86
0: Celtics sweep the Bulls and they were showing that thing and how he had that foot injury through the whole thing with the the, uh, documentary. And I thought maybe it was that and I should have written that down. I'm so mad. I'm mad at Too everybody. Hard. I'm mad at all of you. I'm mad at myself. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Mostly mad us. My Mostly to, at us. <laughs> I almost changed my answer to special for the playoffs because I knew Jordan didn't play in the all-star game that year because he was had the broken foot, but yeah, I wouldn't have guessed the whole arch support thing.
0: Uh-huh. And yeah,
1: that. they actually have straps on the inside that were specifically huh. made to mobilize his angle ankle a little bit more. To try and help alleviate that, there is mirror, rehab shoes. Play,
3: there's no way he would have played. Oh, like no. if that happens no. now. It's like, no, we'll see you in two years. Did you guys see that thing? I tweeted this out. I was looking at some stuff about that, like the 63 point game. That was George Gervin's last NBA game. Oh, really? Yeah, he that. played five minutes off the Bulls bench that night, and that was the last game he ever played in in the NBA. Day oh, I, he, wow. Yeah, he actually had a pretty good season that year. He basically started because Jordan was out. And then when Jordan came back, he got progressively more phased and phased out of the lineup, and then that was the last game he ever played and played five minutes, didn't score um, in that, that game, and that was it. And then that was the end of his career. Huh.
0: Yeah. I did not know this.
3: Another trivia question. There it is. <laughs> that I would not have gotten. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have had I not happened to look and spend a lot of time looking at that box score and rewatching every bit of that game I could find online.
2: I mean, to be fair, both of you have beat people to get to this point. You've both done really well. <laughs> I would have lost in the first round, would you Tim? Probably.
1: Yeah. We only we we went really hard on these questions. We were like, "Oh, we got like a really I tough matchup."
2: <laughs> I was being um, a good host. <laughs> yeah, we did make these questions a bit tougher. I mean, um, I am going to go and celebrate with my wife and daughter.
3: Who are going to be like, you did wait, what now? <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> it's
3: and got the wrestling ball. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's
2: it, yeah. <laughs> no, well, thank everybody for watching. Thank you guys for coming on. Keith, if you choose to stay on, then your next opponent will be Max Lederman.
3: Well, I mean, champions don't quit. I'm not going to be Jordan and walk
0: away. <laughs> Go Max! Go Max Levin! Team Max!
2: <laughs> John will be in the comments on the next one. Just First team all
0: petty over here.
2: Just
3: chirping the whole time. I would have it no other way. I'd be disappointed if you weren't.
2: Well, thank you, everybody, for watching. Thank you, guys, for joining in. It was super fun. If you... No, if you ain't watching it, then you won't know it's going to be a podcast tomorrow, so there's no point there. (laughs) Um, (laughs) We'll catch you all soon. Thanks again, guys. Thank Thank you, guys.